You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Recording the call. Hey! Hey! Hello! Dude, we're making it work. Yeah. We're making it work no matter what. We're making history for our podcast. For our podcast. (laughs) If it's good enough for Conan O'Brien, it's good enough for us. Welcome to episode number 99 of the motherfucking podcast. Recorded remotely in two different locations because Gordo and I are doing our part. Yes. Practice social distancing where and when we can. And uh, we didn't want to give up the uh, the podcast, so we decided to keep it going. This is true. So Gordo is at his home, and you got a very cool backdrop there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really love, uh, I love the buckwheat. That's a good one. That's my dad's old t-shirt right there. And so uh, is this is this a t-shirt uh, quilt that it you is, made? It is a t-shirt quilt that uh, I made with my wife, and uh, we got my dad's Millie Vanilli shirt up here as well. <laughs> Your dad's <And> Millie Vanilli <laughs> shirt? Uh, yeah. And, That's uh, so good. That's like my dream is to eventually have my own studio space at home. Right now, it's just not a possibility. You know, I live with... I, I, I live with my, my wife and small child in a, you know, in a in a townhome and you know we've got a fair fair bit of room in there but i don't as of yet have my own space that i can go work it makes it a little hard when i want to like retreat into the lab and work on things so i i've got to come up here to the nug nation whenever i want to do stuff fortunately because the nug nation has a staff of like four people there's like nobody here so i'm not uh i'm 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 probably Doing far less harm than I am going to work at my regular job, <laughs> yeah. which, which has been awesome, by the way, I have to say. It has been very cool, um, and I know there are a lot of people who have been throwing a lot of shade at uh, Governor Polis over his decision to keep businesses open as long as they decrease their uh, staff by 50%, but we were thrilled to hear it because it means we get to stay open. Right. And Hancock just went on like here an hour ago or so. He just, he just got online and, uh, and he was talking about their, the, the Denver County plan. Uh, I guess after 5 PM tomorrow night, uh, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to essentially to a lockdown mode. Um, like a curfew? It's a, or? it's a stay home. It's a stay home order. Oh, so, like a shelter in place order? Yeah. For the um, whole city of Denver? That's that they're going to enforce through like, uh, you know, parks and, uh, you know, and, and police and whatever. So, oh, like, okay. So, so it's basically like you if you're con- out there and, you, and, you're, and you're just like, you're getting too close to everybody else around you, people will gently remind you, hey, buddy, you got You got to space yourself out. But you can still go to the grocery store, go go get food and all that. Yeah, because I got to tell you, man, it, I have seen nothing but beauty at work. Like yeah, we are all doing the yeah. best we can. It's a total shit show. 
you oh know, yeah art. i can only imagine dude it's crazy yeah. like i mean i can't crazy. imagine trying to work in those circumstances and like trying to keep your distance from people it's well like, i mean it's crazy well we have fewer people working which is hard because the the kitchen manager told me last night that you know he's short like three or four of his best guys yeah you know because they're because we laid off 60 percent of our staff before the order was even given and um and you know like obviously we are not that well equipped we are not able to stay six feet away from each other right but we're using we're using gloves we're doing it all to go um we have a reception area right at the very front door and we had people lined up down the block spaced out from each other you know the news came in and checked it out yeah my mom and dad uh didn't make the news but they did get on camera walking out with their to-go margaritas and stuff like that <laughs> uh and and you know i mean I, I, I'm sure you saw the article that I posted, that Michael yeah. Osterholm uh, article. I really do feel strongly, um, and, and I know there's a lot of debate over this, I do feel really strongly about the fact that 100% lockdown it just isn't going to work. You know, What are we going to do after an eight-week period passes and then everybody goes out again? You know what yeah, I mean? It's, like you, you need you need some kind of social safety net for that action. Like you need you need something really extreme. You know, right? Like that's well, and and I think we can flatten the curve if everyone who can does stay yeah, home. Yeah, but those those of us who are in food service and grocery, and I was thinking about this on my way over here to the studio, bus drivers is another one that I don't think I've seen anyone give a shout out to. But if you drive public transportation in this city, man, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm working at a restaurant where my, my interaction with the general public has been limited and um, has, has been regulated, you know, to the point where I feel pretty safe. But if you're on, a, if you're a bus driver, um, you know, you're, you're just in a giant germ capsule. Yeah. No, I mean, you're on the front pe- lines. You're essentially on the front lines. If you're out there doing, yeah. doing anything, doing what you're doing, doing like, you know, doing what bus drivers are doing, doing what, you know, grocery stores. I mean, for Christ's right. sake, you know, I went to two different stores today and I was just, it's just so creepy out there, man. Yeah. It's it just, is a little weird. It is creepy. Like, and uh, yeah, I went to one place and they were just cleaned the fuck out, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I went to my, and that's like, and then I was just like, why didn't I go to my regular place? My regular King right. Supers, like that was dumb. I walked in there to get the stuff I couldn't get at the other place. They had all the stuff. Like, it, I don't, right. it makes you weird. It makes you act weird. It makes your behavior weird. Like I was in another right. place the whole time I was out there. I was just like, right. there's this whole other layer to every interaction and everything that you're doing now. That's that's just so surreal, you know. It's kind of, it, it, and I have uh, kind of found that it's a store by store basis. Yeah, you know, I haven't been to the King Supers by my place. I do know that for delivery, they are out several days. Oh yeah, yeah, they're out because we tried to do that, you know, um, and it's no dice for like a week at least. Yeah. Yeah. The 29th is when we're getting our grocery delivery. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's Sarah just doesn't want to mess with it, and you know, we've got a yeah. baby, and even though he'll be fine, you know, the reports that because people are going. This is what's very funny. Well, not funny, scary, but a, a little funny because you've seen all these people who are like, does anyone actually know anyone who's got the virus? And it's like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And now yet has happened. Yeah. And we're starting to has. see reports of people who are coming out and they're like range from the people who got it and it passed right through them to the people that are immune uh, all the way to the extreme of people who are immune compromised and have died from it. I've seen reports of that. And then people in our own community who have contracted it and have health complications and are describing what it's like. And it just sounds horrendous. Yeah. Well, I think about, this is something I was thinking about earlier. Like, you know, when I was mentioning like the safety net, you know, and the lack of one essentially, and like, you know, how a lot of younger people don't have insurance, right? It's just, it's an expense that can't be, you know, maintained. And think about all the people that are walking around that are immunocompromised and they don't even know it yet and uh, potentially until they right. get this thing. And then they're like, right. oh, yeah, you know, guess what? You have COPD or whatever it is. Y- you know, like I, I can't imagine, you know, just getting hit right. with a double whammy like that. But that's kind of the reality that we're living in because of our healthcare system being so fucked. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a complete eye opener on so many levels. It's just crazy. Right. It's crazy. It, and it's it's been um I've found that the conversations that I've been able to have with people online I personally have been able to have much more measured discourse with people. It seems like I think the fact that people are so scared it kind of takes the nuts out of them a little bit. And we like people are more willing to listen to each other, you know, and consider other opinions and people are being a bit gentler and more considerate in my experience. Right. I know a lot of what we're seeing on the news and in social media is the nastier side of humanity, but I've been really kind of having the opposite experience. Yeah. Um, By the way, did you, you know, did you leave my food under the dumpster? Like I asked you to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. You would not believe what that place looks like, man. It's like the dining room is completely empty, but we just have boxes pouring out of the kitchen. Yeah. And there's so many of them. And they're this compostable, uh, these compostable clamshell boxes. So they're like egg carton foam or not, not egg carton foam, but egg carton cardboard. Right. So they also work as soundproofing. So we're like trying to yell stuff back and forth through the kitchen and there's this barrier of food and biodegradable cardboard in between us and it's dude I've never seen that much food coming out of the window at one time. That's crazy. It's crazy. And we're still managing to turn stuff out maximum 30 to 45 minute wait. Max. Right. Like on. Our, our kitchen staff is just crushing it, dude. And um and our bosses are great and and it's just, you know, it's been this thing of like we are working so that the people who can't work are able to come back to work. Yeah. You know, I've been seeing all these places boarding up their windows. Like Broadway, Broadway looks like a ghost town, man. Yeah. Like, did, did you see that picture of the Skylark with the windows all boarded up? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's crazy. 
there's, I've just well, been, there's like, been kind of like micro focused on my own community over here, you know, in Southwest Denver. It's just like, right. It's cause there's kind of weird shit starting to happen a little bit. Um, like a Wells Fargo ATM got jacked, uh, just down the street. <sighs> no fucking yeah, way. Just completely f- just fucking rip the fuck open. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely some concerns over here. A lot of break-ins. Yeah, there's there's some that, there's been some break-in attempts. I mean, because everybody's home, you know. Right. Um, it, it's it's a little freaky, you know. It is freaky for um, sure. I heard somebody talking about it recently that was saying that our it's our first experience at being less than a first world country. Right. We are yeah. so used to it's absolutely a comfortable life that we're not a, like we socially are not prepared for this. Well, there's always and an it's illusion the cool of safety. Out of our walk a little bit. There's there's always an illusion of safety. You know, like this this yeah. whole illusion that we present that we're so you know we're so insulated. Yeah. We're and we're safe and we're fine. You know. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to, it's already changing the world, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you think about like something like nine 11 or like world war two or like the, you know, any great war, any great plague, you know, any great, (laughs) that was a great plague. Any, you know, any (laughs) major event in history. That was a great war that happened right there. Oh man. That was so cool. What'd you guys think of that war? Oh, it's great. Exquisite. Great war. <laughs> mm, it was a succulent war. Squisito. <laughs> no, it was um it was a grand war. It was a grand plague. <laughs> um No, it was uh you know, they just they change the world, they change society. Um and I I really think I've been trying through all of this, you know, I one quote that I have committed to memory is this quote by Napoleon Hill, uh, which is, every adversity carries with it the seed of equivalent or greater benefit. So a useful exercise when you find yourself banging your head against the wall is to start writing out a list of the possible benefits that might happen as a result of this experience, this event, whatever right, it is. Right, right. And I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about, like, all the flaws in our system it is exposing, the way in which it is empowering people to realize that the government at large does not necessarily have our best interest at heart. It's catering, you know, usually not to most of the people that are living here. Right. Like (laughs) watching what's been going on in the Senate is, is crazy. Yeah. And how they're 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 trying to politicize it, and and each side is just like using it to as ammunition for the other side, you know, playing their little tricks and their little games, and and watching Donald Trump give his fucking press conferences and just talk for an hour and say nothing, and then right after that, Governor Jared Polis comes on and is like, "Here's the situation." is very dire jared's the man he is he's the fucking man and the people who are saying that he doesn't care about people are 
I, I would welcome them to read that Washington Post uh, opinion article by Michael Osterman. Right. Seriously. Oh, and then uh, a buddy of mine shared that article, and I looked at the comments in his post, and some friend of his was like, Jeff Bezos owns that paper. And it's like, who gives a fucking shit if Jeff Bezos owns the fucking paper? Who gives a shit? Oh, my God. That's no reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Wow. And and disregard the expert of uh, opinion of a infectious disease and epidemiology expert, like one of the top minds in his field, and it was shared by another uh, Amesh Adalja, who is another infectious disease expert. Like that's how I came across it. It's like this is an expert, and then one of his peers who said, "Yes, this guy knows what he's talking about," and shared it. Yeah, that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not BuzzFeed articles or whatever the fuck the kids are. You know, I don't even know if BuzzFeed's still a thing. I don't know. But you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like op, like these op-ed blogs that are written by some dude in their garage or these, you know, podcasts by a couple of guys who are on Skype going back and forth. You Did know? you see the uh, the guy that works at McDonald's in Kansas City? Did you see Woo! his? Did you see his uh, editorial? Uh, I saw the video. Yeah. The guy who came on and was like, was like, you have, what was it, 500,000 employees and none of them have paid sick leave? Yeah. Unbelievable. Man. That's the other thing, too, is it's like, it's, you know, I, I, I heard little things and I've seen some of it roll back since I think public opinion has shifted on the people who are out there working. And, and I mean, dude, the state of, the state of Colorado just started letting people take booze out of restaurants. Like, dude, if Jared Polis had run with that as part of his campaign, yeah, there's no way he would have been elected. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd be like, you're fucking out of your goddamn mind. But it's He has like, managed to slip in that comment here and there about, like, about the platform that he ran on and, you know, and, like, trying to make changes to healthcare and, and things like that. He's He's definitely put those kind of things in there. It's been really interesting to see him. Yeah. At these press conferences, well, and it's, you know, it's like, yeah, that's an important thing to mention because like systemically we're we're kind of fucked here. So we, we may see as a result, the, the optimist in me hopes that we we will see Republicans and conservatives, conservatives at large, that we will see them loosen the death grip on health care a little bit. You know, I don't expect them to just go, we've seen the light. You know, I don't expect that. But I do hope that they loosen their grip a bit. I hope maybe we see people start to enter the, entertain the idea of UBI. Right. You know, um, especially I hope that once they start doing these stimulus packages that they're talking about, whatever they may be. I mean, I'm with Bernie. I think they, they should be giving us 2000 a month until... Yeah, you know, until yeah. this is over, a thousand. I saw someone post recent, is way too low. Yeah, once especially. Yeah, you know, I did see one uh, one post on Twitter that it was uh, someone who was calling for um, the credit card companies to just turn everybody's debit card into a credit card and issue them a a monthly credit of two thousand dollars. They wouldn't even have to do it with um, with. Uh, 
the now if the government subsidized it you know what i mean yeah that i mean that could be huge and that would all go right back out into the economy now we should clarify again as we clarified in the last episode you and i are not experts oh no we're 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 better than that we're citizens that are we're out actual, here living we're actual in, yeah we're citizens on patrol yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well we're out here living in it we are we are know. living in it we are living in it and, and you, you know, are too, I, and you can call in now. One eight hundred MF Ruckus. Yeah, yeah. Let us know we your experience. Your <laughs> Tell us your thoughts on the pandemic. What's everybody doing wrong? Um, no, I. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, I I'm, think I'm, I'm no I, fucking expert. That's for sure. Well, but I'm, I'm. I am hoping that we'll get to see that happen, and and they'll see the results and go, hey, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. These people are going to give the money right back to us, right back into the system anyway. Why don't we start circulating the money, you know? Um, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I, I'm optimistic and hopeful that we will see... Um, we'll see... We'll see politics evolve a little bit. We'll see policy evolve a little bit. You know, I don't expect it to evolve by leaps and bounds, but maybe... Maybe a good half leap. It's really interesting the timing of this whole thing for our for our, you know, political machinations. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really interesting to see what's happening now because I mean, there has been just such a growing divide over the past like twenty, twenty five years. Yeah. And 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 just to see it where it is now is just like, wow, man, like we're at this point of no return honestly. You know, like we're right. uh we're really at this point where everybody really hates the fuck out of each other. Um, so yeah, you know, but like, it's been the great equalizer. Yeah, I think that I think that this definitely has a potential to to make some change for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. What, what that'll look like, you know, in the long run, in the long term, I have no idea. But right, it's it is interesting to see Mitch McConnell get up there and talk about working with Democrats. Like that's just you know just to even see him say that is like right and they're what? still bickering they're still yeah. bickering but oh, yeah. they are also going absolutely they are we've got to figure something out by tomorrow yeah you know it's like we've got a day to figure this out they're still bickering but it's it's not you know crossing their arms and going i'm not going to participate it's like it's like listen we've got to figure something out people you know the tone has changed a little bit yeah and um and I think common humanity has become glaringly apparent. You know, it's, it's, and yeah, there are the people who are being gross about the Chinese. Yeah. You know, they are out there, but I don't think they're the majority. Oh, the, the people that you mean, I, the people that are demanding apologies from the Chinese government or whatever. Well, more more the more the people who are at the extreme where they are acting out towards asian americans or people of asian descent oh yeah like yeah that shit's fucked up yeah it's totally now at the same time now at the same time i do think that it is completely appropriate to demand accountability from china as a nation of course yeah you know if and i think that if like, let's say it was the Dutch, or let's say it was America, 
you know, you and I talked about this a little bit. If it was America that did this, that had these open air wet markets that are just that are just breeding grounds for disease. Well, the thing you is, know, is and, it's it's not the first time, and it won't they, be the they, last if they, regulation. They had doesn't some pretty happen. monumental fuck ups that could have, if they were reversed, that could have actually actually halted it. You know, right, you mean like right concealing there. it from their people, kind of like our people did before they dumped their stocks? Can you believe that horse shit? It's well, yeah, I can because it's. You I know, mean, I can, I mean, but you know, capitalism. You know, but it's uh, so fucked I, up. I, I, I don't know. What you know? It's but but like you and I talked about like if the same thing happened in in the United States because we're such a culturally diverse nation, there wouldn't be an ethnicity to attach to it. Yeah. You know, it would just be like fucking Americans. It would be more about us as a culture and less about us as a race of people. But when you're talking about China, you're talking about a part of the world that is pretty culturally uh, homogenous. You know, most of the people in China are Chinese. Right. So when you start talking about that, you've got on one extreme, you've got the people who are being really gross and racist. And then you've got the people who refuse to even have the conversation out of avoidance of doing something that could be perceived as racist. You know what I mean? The extreme, the extreme progressives who are going to be like, be like, I can't even see that people are different in any ways. I, <laughs> I can't acknowledge if someone has brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, short, tall, skinny, fat. Like, I, I, I can't notice anything that is different about anyone because I'm that progressive and enlightened. I don't I'm see race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and so it's like, but there's this like middle ground where we have to be able to go. China fucked up. Oh yeah. Well, they and they obviously are did. <laughs> yeah, and they are responsible for the deaths of. You know, they will eventually be responsible for the deaths of close to a half a million Americans. You know. Yeah. And I don't know what the numbers are going to be worldwide. Especially yeah. in a place like, like what, I don't know what the numbers are in, in say India, you know, is social distancing even something that is possible in India? I would, I would think probably not. Or like, you know, central South America or, uh, or, uh, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we saw what happened in China and I mean, and, and, uh, South Korea yeah, you know, and those are far more developed countries than some of these like sub-Saharan African countries, or 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 India, or Southeast Asia, where it's just not an option for them to stay six feet away from people. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, that's that's interesting, man. Uh, <laughs> I I read this article in uh, Westward about like how Denver is sucking at social distancing. <laughs> I and I mean, and, and actually, I mean, like you don't really need to read that article because if you drive around anywhere, it's very obvious. Like it's pretty apparent. It's yeah. pretty apparent. Like everybody's out doing their thing, you know? And it's just like, it is kind of like, it's kind of scary and it's kind of weird. And it's kind of akin to that, uh, you know, the, the kids in, um, in Florida, you know? Right. It's like, okay, you know, uh, are you going to, when, when, when exactly is a good time to start taking this seriously? You know, like now well, and, or and yesterday, I, I think, you know? Right, right, right. You know? And I think, well, and I think that that's, 
That's another thing that people need to take into consideration is ratios and percentages and and statistics. You know what I mean? Like, the more of us who can and do, the better off we'll be. Yeah. yeah. You know, the more of us who can stay home and do, the more of us who can take the right measures and do. I was driving up here to the studio, and there's still people panhandling on the street. There's still traffic. There's still regular-ass citizens who are out doing their thing. And, you know, we who have the internet and we who are tapped into, you know, modern woke society and and we who listen to podcasts and read blogs and, and keep ourselves pretty tapped in, you know, we're a gimme. But what about your... Less educated populations. What about your mentally ill populations? Well, yeah, what that's, about that's why it was your cu- homeless populations? Yeah. When it, that's why I was curious when um, when Hancock was talking just a little while ago. I was like, okay, so like, wh- you know, were you not doing this before? Was this not part of your protocol to to like actually be educating the public on this? You know, for people who right. don't have that access or whatever. Um, you know, because he mentioned that, like, you know, park rangers and, and police and everybody's going to be involved in this public education effort, you know, and it's like, okay, like, I mean, have they been? I don't know. Like, I really don't right. know. Like, have they been up to this point? Because seems like a pretty good idea. <laughs> you know, that's an- you know, that's another group. That's another group that I think I haven't seen anyone giving shout outs to is the park rangers and the police. Yeah. You know, Um and I think I think you and I have talked about it. I don't know if we've really talked about it much on the podcast, but I I have a handful of things that will get me super angry. And one of the things that gets me super angry is the ACAB shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. If somebody starts talking that shit, I I immediately get this knee-jerk response to jump down their throat. Um and it's not, you know, it is obviously because my dad's a cop. But it's also because I think it is a very childish general statement. Yeah. You know, I feel like, again, ratios and averages. If you took however many millions of interactions happen between the police and the public, regardless of what subcategory they belong to. Yeah. You know. If you took if you took all the millions of interactions that the police have with people and you were able to categorize them into positive interactions, negative interactions and benign internet interactions, banal interactions, neutral interactions, whatever, those negative interactions are a fraction of a fraction of the interactions that happen. Right. But because they are so egregious and they're so awful, you know, we are hyper aware of them and they are problems that should be stopped at the same time. You know, no one's talking about the, the level of post-traumatic stress that police encounter through their, their daily, their daily work. You know what I mean? And yeah, obviously there are psychopaths who find their way in there, but there are, psychopathic postmen and psychopathic doctors and psychopathic musicians. We know a ton of them, Um, you know, (laughs) just like they are out there. Yeah. And it's almost uncool to recognize and acknowledge that 
there are cops out there. In fact, a majority of them have our back. Yeah. And a majority of them are out there trying to serve and trying to do a job. Well, in a time like and, this, it's like they're they're more on the front lines than oh, than yeah. ever. I mean, like they're I mean, like tensions are high out there. You know, like they're probably just going to get higher. You yeah. Know? Like I, well, and the the crime rate has gone up. Yeah. You know, I mentioned uh, one of the guys I work with. He said several cars on their block were broken into. Yeah. I mean, I you think know? I think we can expect to see more of that kind of stuff. Right. You know, that's just the reality. It's been, in, it's been interesting, man. And, and on the same note of um, people kind of evolving politically on the left, you're seeing a lot of people who are suddenly talking about guns. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people buying guns right now. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot. I, of people. I it's like, a, get your toilet paper, get your Purell and get your fucking 357. Get your guns. You know. I mean, we've, we've got guns at the house, you know, we've got them, we keep them, we keep them safe. We, we do all that, you know, not even mine. They're Sarah's fucking guns. You know what I mean? Like we've got them, but the only thing that I've been doing differently with regard to fear of crime is we've started locking our front gate again. Oh uh, yeah. You know, we've started deadbolting our front gate. We're fortunate that we live in a townhome complex so there's one way in, and the only other ways in or out are surrounded by high concrete walls that someone would have to climb because there's other developments surrounding us, other much nicer developments that surround us. Right. Uh oh, oh, fuck me. So the, the, the fact of the matter is that I am still very much active at work. Right. I had, I lost one shift, and the day I lost it, or I, I had the, the first shift that I was supposed to be off, uh, they called me in, because oh. they got so busy, you know, they got so busy that they, they needed me in there. So the owner hit me up and goes, goes, hey, can you work? And I'm like, yes, absolutely, I can work. Uh, by the way... That lady is a fucking boss, man. Like, <laughs> just like the way that she's been saying on top of this. And Sarah was telling, like, the way she's been looking out for her people. And I came into work that day and she goes, How are you doing? And I go, I'm very tired. I'm very stressed. I'm very frustrated. I'm very sad. And I told her about all the feelings I was having about people that were kind of shitting on the restaurants that were doing the curbside and the takeaway booze and delivery and things like that. And well, I was really, very frustrated about it's, that. It's really, I mean, and, and that, you know, that comes down to people trying to keep their fucking local economies alive, like their, their communities alive, like trying to keep the wheels turning, you know? It's well, like, we, what's going to happen if all these places close down is unscrupulous developers are going to come in and buy up all the real estate and all the local businesses are going to be gone, gone. And a lot of people are going to be out of work. Yep. A lot of people are going to be out of work. But, you know, and I told, I told her kind of all my feelings that I was having on that. And, you know, she listened and she was very receptive and very helpful. And I'm telling Sarah about this and she goes, well, yeah, she's a mom. You yeah, know? Yeah. She... 
she looks out for she looks out for her people and she's protective of her people and she knows how to be supportive and kind and caring and yeah. and all these different things and it was like you know it's it's really cool to like have that experience and be like man you got to have a boss who's a mom you know who who is used to looking out for people and is going to have that like maternal instinct and and um that degree of compassion when she when she deals with her employees but to, to so to answer your question in a very meandering way to answer your question <laughs> is um is I'm really not doing a whole hell of a lot different except Sarah and I are not you know we're not going out to eat you know we're not we go to the cemetery to walk around a little bit but that's awesome to have a cemetery by your place cuz you could I mean like I can imagine there's not a lot of people around there dude it's like a wildlife preserve <laughs> it really is like the cem- the cemetery is a wildlife preserve um there's red tail hawks and there's um yeah there's red tail hawks there's uh uh owls there's coyotes there's there's all kinds of wildlife in the area and um and you know you get to see them walking around and there's like no people so i mean we do that and we've always done that um but during the times that I am at home more, I have been playing more guitar. Um, actually, I was kind of bummed because I was going to do a video here on the Mevo, and I left the Mevo plugged in at home, so I have everything else but the Mevo. But I've been working really hard on learning um, Nothing But Flowers by the Talking Heads. Right on. Because it is like the happiest apocalypse song I've I can think of. Yeah. You know, like the, the lyrics are kind of dark and sad and, and isolating, but it's got, you know, this like, this like, this like, you know, 121 BPM, you know, upbeat, like happy. I don't know what you would call it. Calypso or, right. Or, uh, you know, this, this like Latin beat to it. And it's this like super fun, danceable, happy song. And I'm like listening to it and I started crying listening to it because I was just like, I was like, man, like we're living in this time where people are so afraid of the possibility of the end of the world. And this whole song is just about like, you know, all these things used to be here and now they're all just plants and trees and, and everything's covered with flowers. So I've been working really hard on learning that. Um, uh, but we've been, we're going to start the wild tiger man show tonight. Oh yeah. You're going to love that. I can't wait. And, uh, we watched, we've been watching, um, 100 humans. Have you watched that show on Netflix? No, no, actually. That's uh, a cool one. There's only two shows literally that we've really been watching. Cause, cause our, like both me and my wife are podcasting and watching TV has gone down substantially since this thing started because you've been working from home. Yeah. I've been working a fuck ton. And so like, and both of us have been producing. Yeah. You've been producing. I've been been, watching, man. I've been doing a lot of put out a couple music videos. Yeah. I did a lot of like video stuff. I've been working on the next Gordon Ledfoot album. I've been, I've been doing all kinds of shit. I figured out my, I figured out my live streaming thing yesterday, uh, with OBS, with OBS. 
Yeah. And, and like uh, use, cool. using my phone in this laptop and it's like, that'll be cool. Like, you know, I don't know if I'll use it. I tried to put OBS on, um, on my computer and my computer's too fucking old. But another thing that I also put on here is I put jazz Kazam or jam Kazam on here. And my oh. old ass computer that can't run Skype or OBS can run Jam Kazam. Oh shit, really? Dude, right I on. haven't I haven't had a chance to get on and play with it. But I think that they are really trying to push this like really user-friendly platform for people to be able to jam from a distance. Like they are really trying to make this as accessible to people as possible. That's like, super. I was cool, watching man. one of the startup videos, and it's like, it's like really all you need is a laptop with a decent connection and some headphones. Yeah. But if you want to step it up from there, you know, an interface would be a good idea, and da 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 da. And I was talking to Ethan Klein, and he was saying that um, that the company he works for, which I I won't name in the podcast, I guess you'll have to go back in episodes to hear what company he works for. He said they're beta testing <laughs> something similar. Um, and he was saying, you know, I didn't think it would be possible, but he was saying internet ping times are getting really low, and you know, I'm sure Jam Kazam is not at the point where the human ear won't notice any difference. But that's probably not far away, right? And the the guys and I have been talking, and and we're going to be moving into a more remote work type of space. So depending on how long this thing drags out, you know, it might just be the the precursor to um to a new way of doing things for us, anyway, right? You know, we're going to start having a weekly meeting. You and I talked about using Jam Kazam for the podcast. I'm sure that is something that would be totally possible, even though this works really well. Yeah, I, was, um, I mean, if we have, like, if we end up needing to do, like, I don't know, three or four people, it could be something that's viable, you know. I think you can do yeah, that absolutely. on, I think you can do that on Skype, too. Maybe? I don't know. You can do multiple people on Skype, and... um I don't know if you checked any of the stuff that I was sending you, but yeah. you you can run OBS with Skype. Yeah. Um, so we would be able to live stream these at some point. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad you've been playing around with it so you can start to learn the the, the platform because OBS seems to be a really amazing piece of software considering that it's free. Yeah, it's super cool. Like I. I started working with it last summer and then I got kind of frustrated with it and it just, you know, ended up just not working with it at all. Cause you have to build everything out. You you have to build everything out. And that's kind of what I didn't realize. And then like with Ethan Klein giving me a kind of a crash course in it, it was like, Oh, well this is actually pretty easy. Like this is, right. you know, this is a lot easier than I thought it was. So, right. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool. Like trying to figure out like, Oh, okay, this is how this can work. And this is how I can use these devices and, plug everything in right. and I can get my title cards and you know, all the, all the shit. I haven't figured out the overlay thing. That's the only thing that's causing me problems right now. Yeah. Yeah. That it, the, the thing with the overlays that is, that is kind of a pain is you've got to keep them all in like a folder and then you, you 
have them kind of pre-made and then you've really just got a button where you can turn it on, but it's got to be pre-made first. Right. Right. You yeah. Know, I'm still, I'm still working know. my way through that one, but like I was, I was happy that I spent like most of the day yesterday trying to figure that out and, and actually got, got a, got pretty far down the tracks with that one. So I was, I was pretty happy about that. That's cool, man. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, I'm not watching any more or less TV than I was watching before. Um, I'm probably spending more time with my wife and my kid. Awesome. You know, which is cool. And I've been having kind of a heart to heart with myself about wanting to be more present with him and wanting to have the energy to be a dad to him. Um, And so... He's got to learn something beyond dirt at some point, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was cute. That shit is shit. so funny. That was hilarious, oh, dude. Dirt, ransom. Say dirt, dirt. <laughs> it's so funny. And I mean, That's he's great. he's just getting so fun. And like, and the other thing is that you know, I have generally been someone who has a tendency to needlessly busy myself. And this has forced me to prioritize my busyness, if that makes sense. Oh, makes makes total sense. You know, like, it's like, do I really need to go work on that project today or can I consolidate that into another time? Right, right. You know, like... I feel that I do need to come up here to the studio to do the podcast just because the equipment's here and the room is here. Well, and you have you have a degree of of isolation in your own space that you probably can't get where you're at in your in your home. Right. You I don't ha- I don't have a studio at home. And ev- eventually I will and I would love to have my own my own room where I can work on stuff. I was going to say earlier but, uh, uh, Chris Cornell recorded his demos in a closet. So really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I've done stuff in I've done stuff in in my closet before. Um I did That's the other thing too is technology is getting to the point where like you know, we have ripped on Billy Ray Cyrus so many times on this show, but it's, I'm starting to find out that the phone recording thing is more common than you'd think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's I've, definitely a thing. It's definitely. I have a, a thing. friend who um, is in broadcasting. He's in radio broadcasting, and they were putting together a um, a promo for like a Lexus dealership, and they were looking for someone to do Trump. And I was like, I was like, I've got recording equipment. I can I can take a crack at it and see what you think. And he goes, Yeah, I kind of need it now. Can you just do it on your phone? I went, okay. And I <laughs> got in my closet and I did my best Trump and I sent it over to him. And he moments later was just like, this is perfect. This is great. I'll send you the commercial. He never sent me the commercial when it was done, but you know, he was, he was stoked on it. It was perfect. And I'm, you know, used to doing this podcast and I'm like, I'm, you know, the more advanced we get, the more I'm like, Oh no, I don't want, I don't want to record just two of us sitting in a room talking on my phone. Like we need good (laughs) microphones and we need 
software and I don't, oh God, I really don't want to, you know, get audio bleeding into other audio and oh, the live stream looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't seem as though that is necessarily um, the way that it's not necessarily the threshold of of certain other parts of the of the business. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um I've been wanting to ask you how it's been for you guys because for you know, and we won't go into a ton of detail, but you made the decision to isolate very early on. Oh yeah. I mean, in because some respects, I, I was a very, very early adopter of uh, social distancing and isolation. Right. When I decided to start my own business in 2016, uh, having a failing business is will teach you a lot about isolation and <laughs> doing things in right. a vacuum. <laughs> right, right. But no, seriously, though, uh, uh, as you know, my wife is, a, is kind of an immunocompromised situation. Right. And uh, so I I really I don't really have any choice but to, you know, but to take these things really seriously, you know. Right. Um, So when I and and you you initially were very um, annoyed by the people who weren't like you. You were also one of the early adopters of the like, seriously, stay the fuck home. Like like you were one of the early people that was kind of pleading with society to get it together. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like for you being an early adopter and then, and then what it's been like for you guys at home. Well, basically, I mean, you know, like, I don't know when, when we're in this position, it's kind of difficult to not take it seriously. You, you have to, you know, and and you, and you see things as a threat, an imminent threat to your, to your, to your life, to the life of your partner, you know? So like, so when, you know, I was following this stuff pretty closely because, you know, um, just knowing that she was in that, in that position and, uh, you know, following the news, like I do in general, um, when I started to see the news coming out of China, um, I was like, God, is this going to be another epidemic thing? Like this is, you know, if this ends up being this way, this is going to be a real big deal, you know, and seeing how they shut just shut it down. You know, I was like, this is really serious. Very, very serious. Cause th- these are, uh, these are extreme actions. You know, these are extreme right. actions that you take and you, and you don't do that unless it's very, very serious. And then you see, you start seeing the numbers you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is very, very serious, you know? So, and then when things started hitting Italy, you know, I was just like, dude, like, fuck, we're in for it, man. Like, this is, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is what, this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to go down. And not being, uh, obviously a fan of our, you know, commander in chief and, um, and, and, uh, not really having a lot of faith in how he handles these kind of things. Um, I just, I knew kind of instinctively that it was going to be on us to try and self police as it were, you know? Right. And so, yeah. So, I mean, like, basically I, I just, I had to take it seriously. So I did, you know, and, um, but you know, as far as how it's been going, it's been going just fine. 
know, like you've got plenty to do. You've yeah. got a reason to stay home and stay in the lab now. Yeah, I mean, it actually has given me more of an impetus to get stuff that's been on the back burner to the front burner and get it done. Um, I had a lot of other things, a lot of other distractions that were going on before that are, I mean, I don't have side gig, gig work now at all. You know, it all involved being in close quarters with people. So right. that's not going to happen. You know, I can, um, like, I imagine I could probably do some, some lessons over Skype at some point, which seems to be possibly in the future, you know, and, and things Ryan like that. Ryan Fiegel's been doing that. Um, yeah. the, the, the guy I play with in, um, Reptiles and Samurai, and then he has also uh, been filling in with White Fudge. He's been doing he's been doing his lessons on Skype, and yeah. uh, and it's going well for him. I gotta say, I know some people are kind of rolling their eyes about all the live stream and all the video that's been coming out, but I think it's so cool. Well, it actually, like, it's, I think it's, it's turned the internet into a hospitable place, <laughs> for right? <once>. And <laughs> And the people who are screeching and catastrophizing and and making the internet otherwise unpleasant are kind of being asked to just tone it down a little bit. It's like, yeah, like we're all very scared right now, and we're all very unsure right now. And we know things are fucked up, but we can't handle this much stimulus right now. Yeah. Let, let's we just, relegate your alarmist behavior to the back burner for a minute. Just for a little bit. You know? Just for a and minute. I've had, to, I've had to unfollow some people, as I'm sure there's people who've had to unfollow me. Unfollows happen left and right. Right. I don't take it personally. I do. No, but, you know. Yeah, well, it depends on who it is, right? <laughs> right. But but that, that that's the other thing. And, and and I mentioned this in in the post that I recently put up. I said, you know, I had a line in there where I said, I hope we can still be friends after this is all over. Because I don't yeah. wish anybody any harm. I don't wish to be right and someone else be wrong. I don't wish to win anything. I just want to be able to have the freedom and the right to take this a day at a time like everyone else. And to make my best ethical decisions as they come. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if more information presents itself and I find out that that my behavior was not ethical in the context of the new information, you know, I, I, I'll I'll correct it. But I'm doing everything that I can to just live right moment to moment. Just to do the right thing moment to moment. And um, I don't, I just don't have the bandwidth for all the, the, the anger anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know there's, there's things that I certainly am angry about. And there's things that I am certainly concerned about. I'm... For example, I am really pissed about Bernie getting the long, hard one and everybody trying to prop up fucking Sleepy Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, man. me too. I'm, me too. Well, and meanwhile, I'm really bummed about Meanwhile, that. just Bernie's just burning up 
like i mean he's just he's doing so much to increase awareness and to try and get things to help people he's crushing it dude and and biden just like pops up every now and then is just like you know yeah what he said it's like i i just don't i don't get it i really don't i, I don't really get how people can be so supportive of that guy i just i i just don't i, I don't get it man i don't get well, it well bernie's behavior and bernie's um his voice during this whole thing has been the most presidential out of everyone else. Yeah, if you want somebody who can win, how about somebody that actually, you know, takes on an issue? Gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like where, where is Joe Biden, by the way? Yeah, well, who the fuck knows? <laughs> right? He's on Twitter. And it's like, <laughs> is he on Twitter? I, think I, he, I haven't every, really seen Every now and then, maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton from him on Twitter, you know? I, I don't know. I saw, this, I saw this cartoon that someone drew that it's... Bernie's running in a in a race, and he's running his ass off and pouring sweat. And meanwhile, there's four or five people from the DNC and a couple corporations. Like there's someone in a McDonald's corporation, like Sash and whatnot. And they're like, they've all got Joe Biden propped up in a recliner, asleep with a like like Go Joe banner and stuff like that. And they're like, that's beating him yeah. in the race. You know what I mean? And it's just like. And, and I mean, if, for anyone who's sitting at home listening to this and is just like turning in their chair because I'm I'm definitely leaning towards a candidate and let, let, let me make it clear that like he Bernie is not my first pick. He was never my number one pick. Yeah. But out of what I've seen from the front runners. If you just took Trump, Biden, Bernie. Bernie is the one who is conducting himself like a statesman. Absolutely. Bernie is the one who is conducting himself with the right blend of candor and compassion and who is behaving like a leader and who is signaling that we need to pay attention to the experts in the scientific and health community. And if there's Anyone that I think deserves endorsement right now, it's him. Of course. And especially given the situation that we're in, and especially if this thing continues on and the fallout from it, we're going to need someone like that who gives a shit. Because You're absolutely right. Hard times are on the way. Yep. You know, it's not like we're going to come up out of like, I have heard a few people who are like, they're like, oh, you know, it's it's a vacuum and and it's like kinking the hose. And as soon as we get back to it, you know, the economy is just going to burst. And it's like, well, people are going to have to have money for that to happen. Yeah. You know, and no matter how you slice it, we're going to be playing catch up. And unless some miracle happens and we all start getting checks in the mail every month that allow us to keep the economy going the same way it did before... I mean, we're going to we're going to be hurting as a planet. Yeah. And, you know, we need someone who is going to be right for that specific set of challenges. And I think that he's the right guy for it. I do, too. I'll say straight up of the of the two old white guys that ended up. Right. <laughs> I'm pissed about Tulsi. 
I'll say that much. Yeah. I'm pissed about yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. I really wanted Tulsi Gabbard to be the one. There, I mean, when you looked at this race from the beginning and looked at all the potential that was there, it's like, wow, man, you know, it's, it, yeah. it's, it is pretty sad that, that we ended up with a couple of old white guys. But if it's going to be an old white guy, I'm Bernie 100% all the way. Right. Like I do. I have, um, I have been following Andrew Yang and I like that. Andrew Yang has been staying very vocal through all this. You know, I think that the candidates who have dropped out, they kind of have a responsibility to participate in the dialogue still. And I think it's great that we live in a time where Twitter's a thing, you know, and I mean, Twitter is obviously a dumpster fire in a lot of ways, but it's also really good for, for any person to be able to say something. And I think it's great that we're seeing so many of the former candidates who are still participating in the dialogue because the candidates who are still in it are going to see that. You know, they're going to be like, their handlers are going to go, this is what Andrew Yang tweeted today. This is what Tulsi Gabbard tweeted today about you, you know, or about this, or, you know, this is what people are saying about you. This is what, you know, media personalities are saying about you. This is a conversation. We can look up your at tag. We can look up your hashtag and we can see the conversation that the world is having about you right now. You know, I think that's very important. Absolutely. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But here's the other thing, too, is I've been hearing from plenty of people who have said with a steady voice that they think that Trump is handling it great. I've heard, I've heard several people say that. You know, and it's like... <laughs> oh, man. And, like, even people that aren't Trump supporters are like, well, he seems to be handling it very well. It's like... Are you watching the press conferences? Are you paying attention? That's not what I'm seeing. Anybody, anybody gets up there and says to the states, <laughs> all the states, uh, you're on your own, like literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that constitutes handling anything, you know? Well, I will say, though, it's been the best thing because... I trust our governor. I think he has our best interest at heart. Yeah. I think the way the governor has handled it, uh, I think he's done the best job he can. And again, I know there are people who are going to listen to this and are going to think, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what I'm talking about. We're just flat out. Hey, we're just constituents. Yeah. Based on, (laughs) we're just information based upon the information that I have based upon the articles that I've read, based upon the press conferences that I've watched, based upon the, uh, following things closely in social media, in my opinion, our governor is doing the best job that he can given the circumstances. I believe that to be absolutely true and yeah. accurate. And just because you know we have microphones in front of us doesn't mean that we're you know, fucking anything more than constituents like everybody else. No, you we're know? just... Part of the conversation that is going on across the world. We are another, uh, we are just a, another couple voices in the collective consciousness. 
It's true. Period. But it's so, lo- I mean, but we are louder. <laughs> but, you know, and I think, you know, I take everything that I read with a grain of salt. People oh, yeah. should take everything they hear from us with a grain of salt. Absolutely. You know, but maybe it'll be the catalyst for you to go, I'm going to see what these fucking idiots are talking about. I'm going to look up these articles or I'm going to send them source material that refutes other things that they've been saying. I'm always open to source material. Give me the source material. I mean, that's, that's the main thing is it's like, if somebody wants to argue with me, what I would say is, you know, and, and actually I've been fortunate that I haven't incurred a a ton of resistance from people a little bit, you know, on some of the opinions that I've shared, but my response to that is always like, you know, give me, give me your top three arguments and source material to support it. Show, and I'll hear you show out. Show me the documents, man. Show, show me the show, documents. Just show me something. You know, it, and if you're going based on a gut feeling, tell me that too. Because I think that there's something to be said for intuition. I think there's something to be said, like, I think it's important to know the the spectrum of different intuitions that the populace is having. Sometimes it's more than a feeling. (laughs) That's a good segue. Hey, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Um, oh, I forgot to say, this has been the motherfucking podcast, episode number 99, the official podcast of the oh, yeah, we kinda, Power yeah. Combo. Wow. <laughs> I'm here talking with Gordo because um, our guest couldn't make it today because obviously we're in a fucking pandemic. And uh, <laughs> so Gordo and I are just kind of talking about what's been going on. Um, continuing with the sponsors, uh, Matula Plumbing, Angie's List Super Service Award winner back in... 2011, one one's the only one that matters. If you need your shit piped out, call the master of poopers himself. That is, if you're in the Des Plaines, Illinois area. It's a very specific area. It's a very specific area, but there is a lot of poopers. Many. In Des Plaines. Many. Many. I I think he expands expands out to the whole Chicago metro area. Does Um, does Jerry Matula, uh, does he offer toilet paper services at all? I Does wonder. he install bidets? I, you'd have to call Jerry Matula. Hit him up. I would think that if Ask him, I were living in that area, I would want to know about bidets immediately. Like, right now. He does free consultations. Hit him up for your free consultation on what to do about your toilet paper bidet situation. <laughs> Matula Plumbing. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Yeah. Um... Is there any way that we can support Rocket Space while all this is going on? I, you know what, I I see posts from Kate, and you know, just every now and then, and um, and it looked like they were trying to work on something. I I don't I don't know. I I, I just don't know. I have no, I have no idea. I would like to. I, I keep. I, I would like to learn more. I've, I've maintained this joke for the past like week that like. <laughs> Our creative community in this town is just passing around the same fifty bucks. It's just going like, it's just like I know. I mean, it's just like you know, it's like you know, well, I give fifty bucks to Logan, and Logan gives fifty bucks. It's like it's just it's just getting yeah. It's dude, I keep if that's what happens, then that's what happens, I guess. But we're all trying, you know, we're all trying. 
<laughs> I keep I keep seeing all the tip jar things, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to I want to tip all my bartender friends, but it's like at a certain point, it's just it's not sustainable, right? I like, took, yeah, it's it's not. And I I took the last, literally the last, the last of my earnings from from teaching, and I just I just went and tipped a bunch of people on Venmo, you know, and just like yeah. Let's let's just do that, and then people bought stuff from me, and so like it's just you know it's just this circular, you know, it, it's right. it's it's a beautiful thing actually, you know. Yeah, no, it it is, and uh, I actually work with a guy. His girlfriend is on that um, on that online tip jar thing where you can like basically it's like basically a Google Hangout with your favorite bartender, and he said she killed it. <laughs> like he said, he said, like she was literally on a chat with a bunch of her regulars and they're just sitting there drinking and talking and doing what they would normally do at the bar. And he said, I got on at one point, like put the headphones on and it sounded like a bar. It just sounded like noise. Yeah. He's like, but people were tipping her and taking care of her, you know? And I think it's great that, that, that people are doing that. And I thought about, I thought about putting my Venmo up on here or, or something like that, but but the fact of the matter is, is that any of the resources that people have been sending my way, I am like directing them to give that to someone else. Yeah. Because I have a job. Yeah. I have a side hustle. I have a third side hustle in the wings. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm okay. I'm taken care of. You know, I'm not rich by any means. You know, I'm still living paycheck to paycheck like everyone else, but... If there is any sort of, you know, artist relief relief fund or anything like that, I wouldn't dream of taking that away from someone else. Right. Yeah. You know, I want someone. I want someone like Ryan Chris, who is really trying to make a living as a musician. I would want someone like that to have it, because his livelihood has been directly affected by this oh absolutely because he can't play gigs someone like randy yeah you know yeah randall conrad olinger you know so for for anyone who's who's watching this or listening to this and is has been seeing um the people that are that are asking for support and by the way there are a lot of people who are asking for support and there are a lot of unscrupulous people who are trying to cash in on this like you know do your research Consider the source of who's asking. Definitely give. Definitely help out if you can. But try to give it to someone who really needs it. And and if there are artists out there looking looking for help, you know, you know, give it give it to the ones who who are really giving it their all and and this is how they make their living. Not hobbyists like me. <laughs> You know, because at the end of the day, I, 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 this, this is a hobby. You know, I have a job. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, we need fucking help, man. This is not the time for GoFundMe. Yeah. You know, this isn't the time for people to be like, you know, hey, please give. Go fund yourself. You know, even, even, <laughs> even though, even though we need that too. We do need that too, but we need our fucking government to help us out. Yeah. That, that's, and not just, 
That's what needs to happen on top of everything, really. Like that's that's not on, not on, just on a state and city level. The federal government has got to help us out. Yeah, because this is not period. This is not something that, uh, that there, there's absolutely no choice involved here. We're all in the same boat. We're all, you know, where wherever and whatever you're doing, you're you're getting, you're you're, you're getting screwed. Right Did now. you see the breakdown of some of the things that the Republicans are trying to slip into the stimulus package? Yeah, I did. And I, I mean, all I can say is it's typical, you know, man. Oh, it's totally typical. Absolutely typical. Nothing that is, I was surprised by, but it's like top of the list should be UBI for every American until the crisis is over. End of fucking story, man. Yeah, yeah. Like the corporations that you're trying to help out, they'll get some of that money back from us. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not an economist. I don't know how how the shit works <laughs> at all. I get it. But I also understand that... Um, you know, that they're going to give some money to their friends. Great. Okay. I understand they're going to, it's cost of doing business as far as they're concerned. But I'm just saying, while you're giving a trillion dollars to the airline industry or a trillion dollars or, or however many billions of dollars to, um, the retail association of America, or you're giving however many billions of dollars to the cruise lines, you know, break us off th- th- our fair share. You know, this isn't, this isn't a handout that we're asking for. This is like, we're fucked and we need our help. We need your help or you're going to be fucked too. Well, yeah. I mean, we're just, we're just kind of silently running the whole economy over here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, just quietly, very quietly. Don't want to interrupt you. Running the holy economy. Don't, don't want to interrupt right. you, you know, in your, in your corporate plans and your, you know, in your, in your takeovers and your mergers and your acquisitions. Like, so, it has been sorry. very interesting. Sorry. It, it has been very interesting to see that, that suddenly the workforce can't do what it needs to do. And... The stock market tanks out. You know, it's like, I can't think of a more glaring. My favorite um, part or, is Burr. That's that's my favorite part. I, I love the people. Those are my favorite people, the people that make money off of disasters like this. Those, the, those are my favorite people. I love those people. Which people? Sorry, I had to. I had to plug the phone in. Uh, the people like Burr. You said Burr. They get, they get the information firsthand, and they and they say, "Oh, this is going to be bad," and so they dump all their stock and make, oh a, my make a bunch of money, and then uh, and then they tell the public, "Hey, everything's cool. It's not a big deal." And then the stock market tanks a week later, and they're fine. They're safe. They're safe because they they sold off everything the week before when they were told that it was going to get bad. So all those people right. that do that, they are a number one, a plus Americans. They are doing a great job looking out for themselves. If they didn't look out for themselves, I don't know who would. 
I don't know who would. So good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> All right. Sorry. He's got the torch. That, He's got the human dude, torch. That, that speech deserved a f like i was waiting for the perfect moment to light this up and that was like <laughs> that was a fuck yeah blowtorch light a joint moment like amen to that brother like i cannot believe that shit i mean i can you know again oh, believe we, we already it, said this earlier on i can believe it i am able and capable to believe it but i don't want to believe that in this situation, that same type of shit continues. That same type yeah. of unscrupulous greed To To continues. quote one of my favorite uh, Twitter users, uh, this is some pitchforks type shit. <laughs> you know what I For mean? For real. Like, it's really, and, and like, and absolutely, it, it is. It actually is. Like, these people are, I mean, I don't know what kind of security they have. I really hope it's good. I really hope it's great. I don't want anything to happen to them. I think they have plenty of money to take care of that problem. But if for some reason there's some hole in that system, I really hope that somebody doesn't find a way to exploit it and, you know, maybe murder them because that would suck. <laughs> that would really maybe. suck. Like, I don't know. That would just, it's that would so be terrible for someone to lose their life like that after spending that much money on their home security system and a dog and probably a bunch of security guards with a bunch of really big machine guns, it would really suck if somebody just came in there and just knifed you several times, like in the chest, in the heart, That'd be and terrible. you just bled out on the floor. That would yeah, suck. I would never want that to happen. That would suck. Never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be terrible. And then where, where does your money go after that? There's probably probate and a bunch of things before it goes to whoever it's going to go to next. Yeah, it's just a big problem. I don't know. Better stay alive. Problem. Better stay alive, guys. Keep corporate America alive. Keep the politicians alive. For Christ's sake, people. They, they've got to be number one so that we can be number two always, okay? Always. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. <laughs> you ain't got to carry shit. Uh, sorry, Dude, this uh, is I, like... my, my personal apology to Kate that that happened in the middle of the... Uh, of the, uh, I, I hope that you support Rocket Space. <laughs> God, dude. I mean, I mean, if if using anything about supporting Rocket Space, definitely figure out a way to help them out because because yeah. they can't. I mean, bands aren't over there practicing right now. No, no, I don't. No. I, don't I don't know what they're going to do. I honestly, I haven't heard because Kate is a fucking boss lady. You know, she's not on there freaking out, going, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" But I'm sure to herself, she's going, what the fuck am I going to do? Of course. You know? I mean, like, because that's, that's, that's essentially where we're all at, you know? Right. What the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Scary. So, uh, let's see. Flipside Music. Another one. Buy some shit online from Flipside Music. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Try and help them monetize their content. Dude, seriously, help out Flipside, man. Keep them in business. What the all the stuff you want? Yeah, all the stuff you want. None of the stuff you don't. Largest selection of effects pedals in the region. Or order some online. What else? Nugnation.com. Nugnation's doing okay. I mean, let me put it this way: <laughs> the Nugnation is not doing any worse than we were before. 
Like, the Nug Nation is still very hand-to-mouth. In fact, our next guest is Mikey Peterson from the Nug Nation. Episode 100 is going to be episode Mikey 100. Peterson from the Nug Nation. Yeah, episode 100. I promised episode 100 to Mikey Peterson from the Nug Nation. Um, you know, the weed business is thriving right now, which is pretty awesome. And on that note, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm, I'm hoping someone who knows something about taxes, knows something about budgets, knows something about money, because obviously I don't. What is keeping us in the state of Colorado, since we're being left to our own devices, what is keeping us from getting access to that sweet, sweet weed money? Do you know? Because I, I, I have no, no clue. I, I have no idea. I, and furthermore, I, I have to say, I have, not, I have not seen a donation of weed to my cause, um, <laughs> you know, just on the other end. But, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, this seems like the perfect situation, right? Right. To make use of some of that delicious dough. Dude, you'd, you'd think the governor would come out and be like, everything's going to be all right. We got that sweet, sweet weed money. Like, here you go, Colorado. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be balling out of control for until this thing is over. Be really You'll funny. have to go back to your jobs. After it's all over, you have to go back to your jobs, but stay home and we are going to hook you up. That'd be great if you just came out to like Three Little Birds by Marley. And just like kind of, <laughs> kind of danced out. Every little thing, <laughs> gonna be all right. Hey guys, let me. I just have one thing to say, man. Everything's gonna be all right. Everything's yeah, gonna be all right. It's gonna be great, <laughs> dude. That would be that would be like, if he did that, that would blow up in the press and on social media. Just like if if they were like, Governor Jared Polis of the state of Colorado came out today to Three Little Birds by Bob Marley and told the audience. Every little thing's going to be all right. And then gave everybody a giant recurrent weed check for the duration of the, <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah, and a spliff stipend. Yeah, dude. The spliff stipend. <laughs> dude, totally. No, but so the NugNation.com. The NugNation has actually been doing. Um, so before this started happening, we started gaining a little bit of momentum and getting, you know, more client work and, and things like that. And, you know, we do still have the studio, um, you know, the weed business is booming and because people can't go out, you know, and they're going to be on their phones and on the, on their computers more on their devices more, um, there's going to be a demand for that content. So... The Nug Nation, though we are not like raking it in by any means, we are still able to function. So shout out to the Nug Nation for being able to keep the doors open and being able to to work and do stuff over here at the studio. That's great. Shout news. out. Yeah. In fact, maybe for the sponsor shout out, we should talk a little bit just about what each business is doing or what we know about them yeah. or what our thoughts are about them. You know, yeah, that's a good move. Um. What else? What else? Oh, uh, Evergroup Studio is yeah, doing do some really cool they're stuff doing right some now. Good stuff. They're doing some good stuff. Um, I talked to Brad, and I said, hey, man, just so you know, the Patreon is still allocated for the studio. I don't want you to think you're going to lose us as a source of income. You know, you're still going to have us coming in at the very least. We'll always support you. And he said, he said, you know what? The studio's doing okay still. Um, we've still got remote work that we're doing 
and Jenny's got her job, and, and we're still able to make it work, and we're looking for a way to give back. And he and I had a conversation about, a text conversation about ways that he could give back and some of the ideas he'd been thinking of. And then that night he started announcing some of that stuff. And what are they doing? They're doing... Uh, pay what you can mastering. Pay what you can mastering. And they're working on a plan for mixing. Like a 20% uh, off that's mixing. More, yeah, it's, it's more involved when you mix. Like that's that's always a more involved prospect. But Right. But uh, yeah, like look so up... So they're doing pay what you can mastering. Yeah, yeah look up look up Evergroove and, and look up the video that Brad and Jenny put up about it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be yeah, their taking Facebook advantage page, of they it They did a live sure. cast. Yeah. And, and and so yeah. that's that's definitely something to keep in mind for artists out there. You know, it's you could get a substantial savings on mastering and and mixing from those guys. And we need your stuff. We need your stuff. You know, I do have to say one thing, Gordo, is I am definitely patting us on the back for spending the last year and a half learning how to do this shit. Yeah, we should be. Because I, like. Dude, everybody's doing live streaming and putting out content, and we're like on almost on episode 100 of our show, and it's like, dude, what we're doing is relevant finally. Here, it's here great. we are. Here we are. We're out here. here we're we loving it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're surviving. Yeah. Um, okay. Who else? Who else? What am I missing here? Um, oh, Mutiny Information Cafe. Mutiny Information Cafe with the little uh, walk up window. Yeah, they're doing some cool stuff right now. Mutiny is everything, man. Uh, books, records, comics, uh, live events and podcasts, all that is mostly been pushed to the side. And the way they're staying in the game is they cut a hole in, okay, so years ago they had a window broken out and they replaced it with plywood, like they replaced it with a piece of plywood paneling, making lemons out of lemonade. They cut a hole in that sheet of plywood and painted it and they have a walk-up window over at Mutiny where you can go get a cup of coffee. So go to 2 South Broadway to Mutiny Information Cafe. Get yourself a cup of coffee, man. Tell them the boys sent you. Who else? Who else, Gordo? Uh, what? Wait a minute. Did I, did I, I see sometimes I lose track. Let's see what we did. Patreon. We might just be at the patrons. If we're just at the patrons, all right. So the patrons, guys, we fucking love you. We appreciate you sticking with us. Um, Man, it just means the world. Like, we're able to keep doing this. We are able to take that money that you guys are giving us and put it in the hands of music industry professionals who are affected by this situation. We're able to give money to Evergroove Studio. We're able to develop our content and keep people entertained while they're stuck at home. We are able to get, we're going to have to get some gear to be able to do stuff remotely for a while. This is another thing too, is, is like, I think a lot of the narrative that politicians have been trying to push is just like, oh, this will be over in a few weeks. Oh, this will be over in a couple of months. Will it? And it's like the will long it? term. What I've heard from medical experts is that this thing is going to stretch out as long as 18 months. And these pipe dreams of a vaccine right around the corner, 
Like, 18 months is the short end of how long it would take to develop a vaccine. That's That's the the minimum it would take. If they did it in 18 months, that would be the fastest vaccine that was ever developed. Or close to it. Be pretty goddamn quick. Yeah. And, uh... And so let's not get our hopes up about a vaccine like the 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 really the most likely scenario is we're going to have to wait for this thing to burn itself out as it moves through the population. Like that's just seems, that's just the hard words like that yeah. Yeah. So while we are all hunkering down and waiting this out together, you guys who are supporting us, who we love so 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 much, you guys are also helping to support other artists who are out there in the world who help us do what we do. You know, you are helping us to entertain and support people who are out of work or stuck at home. You are helping us to bring light and joy into the world. And it means the fucking world to us, man. We fucking love our patrons. If you're able to and you want to help us with our cause of spreading joy into the world and supporting people during this this time... Go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level, man. It's great. Yeah, man. We're getting through this together. That's that's a very important thing, too, is we're getting through this together. All of us, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no other way. Did did we forget any any sponsors? I want to make sure we we give ample shout-outs. I don't know, man. I I was just trying to look on my phone and see if we got everybody. I have a list. Here's a question. I for went you. on a. I just went on that diatribe in the middle, and man, that that threw me off. Fuck. Lost my place. Shit. I think we got him. Um, here's here's a question for you. How are your bandmates doing? Well, the last I heard from Josh, he had a like a head cold. He was trying to get over. So he's he's been kind of he's been uh just kind of on the been on the mend the past couple days okay so so he's been kind of trying to recuperate um before that he was painting though right yeah he was painting up in Greeley, and um and i think i think he got done with that yeah because we were we were gonna play that uh punks and pints show on uh saint patrick's day and um I know that was a tough call for you guys. It it was. I mean, in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. We just happened to be the first ones to say, hey, we can't do it, you know. Oh, they ended up pulling the show entirely. Yeah, they ended up pulling the whole <laughs> thing out, which I really, I felt like they were going to do that anyway, you know. No, they um, made they made the right choice, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was, the, it was a good thing to do. It was a good call. Um, but yeah, so we, we pulled out of that, and uh, and then after that, this whole thing you know, just kept developing and Terry, I think he worked his last shift at Appaloosa not too long ago. Um, and that was, I think he was like, that was like an eight week situation. So, um, I mean, minimum again. Um, so he, uh, I got a message from him that he was filing for unemployment yesterday and um yeah i mean like you know our just our loose plan is that if all of us are still asymptomatic in another couple weeks we're gonna get together and do some stuff 
Um, but that's, man, that's, that's really all I know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, it's, I think everybody's just been kind of hunkered down and doing their own thing, trying to figure out the next step forward, you know, or the next step sideways, whatever, whatever it is, right. you know, like, have you guys been staying in touch? Like you, you yeah. said you've been talking to a lot of people. Have you guys, you and your oh, bandmates yeah. been staying in touch? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, like, we have a little group text situation that's like usually just uh, us and Randy. And so we, <laughs> we call I it. I love that Randy's on your band group text. Uh, well, he has to be. It's, it's a grandy. So, um, so like we have him on this, uh, on this loop and we just, we, we send, you know, memes and funny shit and whatever, you know, and just kind of talk about what's going on. And, um, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like he's, uh, Sounds like he's hanging in there. They're doing some homeschooling for for his daughter down there. And then um, his wife, Carly, like she does hair and she's, you know, she hasn't been able to do that. My sister does hair. She hasn't been able to do that, you know. Um, but I have talked to actually a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people, uh, people from high school, you know, uh, people that are like kind of more... Um, like family members that we don't hear from, um, all, all kinds of folks, you know? Right. And, it, and it's, it, it's really cool. Actually. It's really cool. Just everybody's checking in on each other, making sure everybody's okay. You know, I do kind of a daily check in with my family, you know, with my, with my sisters and my niece and, um, you know, my mom and my stepdad. So we've been doing Marco Polo a lot, my family and I, <laughs> We send a lot of Marco Polos to each other and and uh keep in touch with each other and um you know I I'll just I'll talk about it. I don't think she would mind. Um my mom is having a hard time. Yeah. Or was or was having a hard time at one of the points that I talked to her recently because the way that she deals with grief and she is still grieving my brother very much. Yeah. You guys are coming is, off of a hard year. Right. And the way that she deals with it is by staying active in her social events. She and my dad go to Arthur Murray dance and they they take dance lessons there and they compete and all these different things. And up until recently, you know, class sizes were diminishing and it had gotten to the point where they were doing no contact lessons. And my mom and my dad, they touch each other because they live together. Right. But And then eventually they discontinued classes. And so everyone's just stuck at home. Yeah. And, and, um, and they go to shows a lot with Jim and Roxanne Gelroth, who, you know, who you've met before. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad go to shows with them. And so all the shows are being canceled, so they're not doing that, and they're not seeing their friends. And uh, my mom hit us up on uh, Marco Polo, and she said that she was having a really hard time, and she was feeling very lonely and isolated. And at one point, she said, I would rather catch the disease than be isolated. Oh, man. And and what I said to her is is I said, Mom... If you and dad got the disease, you would likely be okay. 
you're older, but you're really healthy. You know, they're, they're in really great shape. You would likely be okay if you got it. Um, but if Brian were alive with type 1 diabetes, very advanced type 1 diabetes, not taking very good care of himself and already kind of in a precarious health situation, if Brian were alive, he would be at very high risk. Right. You know, my keyboard player from White Fudge, Chad Amen, he has four autoimmune conditions, including Crohn's disease. Yeah. You know, he is at very high risk, you know? And then, I, you know, and I told my dad, I was like, if this had been when his dad, my grandpa Howell, if it had been when he was going through chemo for lung cancer, you know, he would have been at very high risk. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to impress upon them that, that, this is the most kind and compassionate thing that you can do for people like Brian and like Grandpa and like Chad Amen. Yeah. Who this could really do some damage to. Yeah. And then I didn't I didn't hear anything back. And then um they called and ordered from Fire on the Mountain. And uh my mom and dad came in to pick up their food and four margaritas. <laughs> and uh and I just saw him and I gave my I went up to my mom and I said I don't care and I gave her the biggest hug that I possibly could you know yeah. for a while and I held on to her for a while and just told her how much I loved her and and I hope they're both okay and I can't wait for us to start getting together again and you know hugged my dad and they just said you know, give our love to Sarah and Ransom, and we'll see you guys when we can. We'll see you soon. Yeah. You know. We've got a, uh, we've got a Facebook portal at home, so we are able to call people and have pretty good, you know, high-quality calls on Facebook portal. Shout-out to Gene Skibbins for hooking me up with that. I think it's great. Um, so, you know. Skibbs has been, been keeping to- up with the uh, memes, by the way. Oh my like, god, dude! <laughs> it's really been coming through a comic relief situation. Uh, keep them coming, Skibs. Dude, we talked about seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. The <laughs> meme game in the world right now is so fucking strong. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at memes while I was like, because when we close up at night, I have to wait for the dishwasher to get done. So I'm usually there an extra half an hour to an hour, depending on how busy it was, waiting to, to leave. And uh, if I'm the closing manager. So I'm just there just like scrolling and just in tears from some of these fucking memes that I'm seeing <laughs> people doing, man. It is so good. Like people have way too much time on their hands and it's awesome. Was, did, he put up the, did he put up the Willem Dafoe one, the Willow one? <laughs> the Willow Defoe, so good. It's so Dude, speaking awesome. of Willem Defoe, so good. Speaking of Willem Defoe, uh, did you see the one? Okay, there's the meme that uh, the one that's a, it's a still of Willem Defoe from Spider Man, and it's got the subtitle. It says, "You know, I'm something of a scientist myself." <laughs> like you know that one? Yeah, yeah. I saw one recently where somebody put that up, and it just says. All of you talking about COVID nineteen on the internet, and then somebody uh, somebody crossed out scientist 
and put dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and it just says, you know, I'm something of a dumb motherfucker myself. <laughs> I love it. I saw that and I could not stop crying. I man. love it. it. So fucking That's funny. That's fucking hilarious, dude. The meme game has great. been so strong. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, it really has. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about our bandmates. We were talking about our bandmates. Oh shit! Uh, so I've been I've been keeping in touch with my bandmates. Um, Ty was working up until recently. He has been uh, put on furlough for three weeks, and then after that, they have to dip into their vacation time. So Ty's okay. I offered him some side work doing, uh, you know, the thing that I do on the side with Joey. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, he said he was fine. And uh, so that they're good. Um, Logan, Goosetown got shut down. Right. So he, you know, he's a bartender, so he's out of work. So he has been volunteering... At Spinelli's Market, um, where he used to work when he was like in his 20s. Yeah. He's been over there uh, helping them out because they're a grocery store, so they're able to to keep working. Yeah. So I think he's making that work. Um, Tony is probably the best off out of any of us. Makes because sense. Because Tony is an electrician. And it's like electricians and plumbers. Yeah. Like essential services that's essen- like that. That's essential right there. That's essential. Dude, I- I'll bet he's got more work than he can fucking handle right now. Yeah. Just being an electrician. He and Jerry Matula are probably are probably the backbone of their respective little corners of the world. They're MFMVPs. Dude, for real. It's crazy. Like... I talked to Tony and and he see, he seems to be doing well. Um he seems he seems to be keeping it together pretty well. Yeah. So I'm really I'm really thankful to hear about that. But then, you know, some of some of the other guys I know, you know, I mentioned Ryan Fiegel is having, you know, he was a music teacher at DU. He's been having to teach his stuff online, you know. Yeah. You know. My sister's dean of students at a high school. She's out of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, luckily, luckily, you know, she and her, her husband, my brother-in-law, you know, they do okay. They own a bug, uh, a bed bug treatment business. He's staying busy, you know? Yeah. He's still, he's still doing work with the bed bug business. You can't have COVID-19 and bed bugs. Good God. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Wow, man. It's crazy. Well, how how long have we been going, Gord? I don't know. I think this is probably a couple hours at least. Yeah, man. Considering the well, uh the with the with the interruption and everything. Yeah. yeah. I I would really like to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, it's in some ways it's easier than what we usually do. <laughs> right? The <laughs> the setup is way less. It's like there's a pane of glass and a lot of wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, this is, there, there, and there's very few you're already here. home. I'm already You don't home. even have to drive home afterwards. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm literally, you're just going to turn it off? And- if, I, if I lived here, I would be home by now. 
You could literally like pass out where you're sitting if you wanted to. I could You'd be fine. I could if I wanted to. Home. It would be really uncomfortable, but I but I could do it. <laughs> I could. Do but it. you technically could. I technically could. I could fall asleep. I right think I'm going to take my setup home. Yeah, I'm going to take my setup home, man, and just. And just do it there. Yeah, I already told Mike I'm going to take a mic home in case uh, in case I need to do any um, voiceover stuff for him. And plus, I want to start making some content. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've got even I've if got I'm some just plans doing cover songs. Stuff like I've, I kind of like my priority is like I don't know how long this shit is going to last. I don't know how long we're going to be doing whatever. But I'm, my first thing is to try and get all of the stuff done that I was working on over the past six months and just try and get it to a point of completion as much as I can. Right. And then, um, and then start worrying about like what kind of content, what, what kind of content I can produce. Cause everything that I've done, that I've uploaded and put out there so far in the past week has been stuff that I've already been working on for a while. And I right. ha- just hadn't had a chance to finish it. So, um, well now you got OBS, but yeah, now, you got now, OBS. now I got OBS and I figured out how to live stream. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I've got some, I, I think I've got some good ideas on, on how to do some cool stuff. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how cool it is. I'd watch your show. You know, you did a show. I'd watch your show. Awesome. I've got one viewer already. <laughs> or uh playthrough videos. That's something I've always wanted to do is playthrough videos. Oh yeah. But no one yeah. wants to watch sing through videos. Sing through videos. He's like, in this <laughs> part, wants to watch you, you don't want to be like in this part where I go real high, like, yeah. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not head voice, motherfucker. <laughs> Hell no. Um, no, I, I think I think the only thing I'm really going to be able to do content wise is keep the podcast going. And then I think I'm I've got a big list of cover songs that I play around with at home. I'll probably just do an acoustic guitar and the Mevo and start doing some. Hell, maybe I'll do a cover song a day until this thing's done. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Sounds good. Maybe I can make the time for that. That'd be fun. And if anybody watches it, I'll keep doing it. Well, that's great. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, hey, man, uh, I'm looking forward to keeping this going. I'm also looking forward to a day when we can actually sit down face to face and have a podcast again. I know. Imagine um, that. I, I want it's, you to know I really, I really do d- admire your decision to make the sacrifices you have so early on, um, and and I hope you guys are staying sane and healthy and everything's going well over there. And I hope you get a lot done. We're man, we're just we're sitting here in hazmat suits most of the time, just you know, just you know, marinating in our own juices. And hmm. Uh, <laughs> What else can we do? I, I, you know, I want you guys to be safe. I want your your kiddo to be safe, and I want your wife to be safe. I want you guys all to be, you know, a safe, self-contained unit. And I, I wish nothing but, uh, but the the most uh, the, the most healthful environment for you, the most healthy environment for you guys. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold that thought real quick. Hold okay, on. I'm gonna hold that thought. I'm gonna hold it right here. Gordo, Ethan's here. Yeah, we have a guest. Hey, Man. we're doing we're we're doing a little Skype episode. Well, hey, Gordo, um, I guess I'll catch you next week. We'll do it again. I, I, I guess our I guess our goal is going to be figuring out 
Well, we'll just Skype in Mikey. I was going to say, I, all we have to do is just Skype him in, and we're and we're in. We're good. Yeah. It's going to be great, man. Yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to keep it together. Yeah. Everybody out there, wash your hands, take care of yourselves. Oh, and one final shout out. I want to give a shout out to all the tattoo artists who uh, are out of work. One way you can really support your local tattooer is to hit up the shop where they work and and buy a gift certificate. You know, put down a deposit on a new tattoo. I do want to say that there is there's always a way that you can support any of these local artists or uh, anybody in your community. You can always get online and you can like and follow their stuff. Right. Like get those followers up there, get that get those likes up there, you know, get them more visibility online. It doesn't really cost you anything, you know. Right. It just takes a few seconds of your time. Like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Get you know, get on Yelp, you know? Right. I know Aaron loves Yelp. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> we've actually gotten some negative Yelp reviews during the pandemic, what? and I'm just like, fuck you. Are man. you kidding me? We've actually I mean, not many. You've but gotta be kidding been a couple. me. No, there've been a couple, there've been a couple people and they, they like to use the pandemic to ramp up the drama on it too. You know, I, I, I hope they're okay too. I hope they're okay. I too. hope they're okay too. I hope they're doing okay. Yeah. They might, they must've been having a really hard day <laughs> that they felt the need to. <laughs> I know. I know. And not every, but not just not everybody has a bad day right now. You know, no. like. It's 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 not all I of hope us, they're right? Healthy and well. <laughs> I I am not at a point where I'm going to wish harm on anybody right now, man. No, sure. No. Well, hey, man, I love you lots. I hope you're doing well, and uh, you know we'll touch base in between now and the next time. That sounds great. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast, y'all. Uh, thanks for watching the 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 Skype recording. Um. We'll see how it turns out. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I think people will watch it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Episode 100, our guest is going to be Mikey Peterson from the Nug Nation. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. Thanks to everybody who has stuck with us for the last 100 episodes, or last 99 episodes, and then soon to be our 100th episode. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. we got a ton of stuff coming down the pike. So, uh for the motherfucking podcast, I'm Aaron Howell. Gordo. Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Take it easy. The motherfucking podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo, Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, Follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. 
Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 